So yeah. anyway, I was talking with Grace about our conversation last week about how we were having a hard time finding a woman. Uh, Grace to, is a woman. Grace is a woman to for the Coltai Magisterium. Yeah, Magisterium Coltai. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to turn off my phone right now, guys. What? But have so you figured out how to do a she, silence on she that? She suggested. Uh, well, anyway, as far as celebrities are going or, or entertainers, she said uh, Sigourney Weaver oh, would be a good one because I mean she she went from kicking aliens, Heine, mm-hmm. to being Bill Murray's love interest and the gatekeeper. You know, mm-hmm. just right on there and handled it, them both with a plum. She's you know. always the boss in any movie she's in now. She steals the scene. She, yeah. She's great. She's great. So We do need to do... That could be one that we... When we cover... Um, uh, what is it called? Um, Satanism. <laughs> <laughs> well, because she's okay. Zool. Sat- Satanism oh. is the... Uh, it is a cult. The it's more, called the, Satanism? Yeah. Now, the way it is now, it's... It's more like a, Play it's it? yeah. It's more like a cult. I mean, it's yeah. So okay. the the Church of Satan doesn't actually believe that there is a Satan. Yeah, I know. That's it's kind of like their do what thou will, their stick, but um, harm harm, harm no one kind yeah. of kind of thing. Do no harm. We'll, yeah. we'll have to go over that one. I think that's a good one for that. Okay. Well, do you guys want to get started? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Mom, I Joined a Cult, the only podcast about cults by an actual cult. Listen as we examine other cults, discuss what they did right and what they did wrong, and then build our own cult from the ground up. And now your hosts, Gunner, Dawn, Thor, and Nathan. So today's cult is a special treat because I'm presenting it. Mm-hmm. And everyone knows that when I present it, I do something interesting and different. Keep your clothes on. Yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Let me button that back up. <laughs> you here. might want to put your clothes back on. Yeah. <clears throat> it's just I want to be comfortable here. So, Okay. So today's cult is the thuggy cult. So you guys have heard of thugs. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's this is where that came from. Oh, this is this is where that term came from. Yeah, although how old is that term? Uh, well, we the Sanskrit British. Well, yeah, but it came to origin. us from the British Imperials when they kind of took over <laughs> India. <laughs> so this is in the 1800s, late yeah. 1800s, uh, early actually. So early 1800s. So yeah, it comes from uh, uh, Sanskrit I th- or uh, a Hindu well, word. Sa- but, well, sa- the Hindi. The Hindi said thag, mm-hmm. which means a swindler and a, yeah. or a deceiver. And, and from Sanskrit, thaga, which is cunning, sly, or fraudulent. So evidently, uh, throughout the Indian countryside, there were bands, people that went around and killed other people. Let me describe the mode of operation. So you would be going along, perhaps maybe on a religious excursion to the what is it, the river, Ganges. the Ganges River, or Ganges, or Ganges River, and traveling along, and so you'd meet up with some people, and they'd be very nice, they'd uh, be very uh, amigable, friendly, thank you, Gwen, Nathan, <laughs> so they'd be very friendly. How did you get Nathan mixed up with Gwen? I don't know, <laughs> she, he just, he gave me that Gwen look. So anyway, they'd be friendly, they'd 
help you out with your camel or your donkey or whatever. Uh, donkey. Uh, and they'd they'd share their food and they'd sing songs with the United so and so forth. And they would you go along for a while, you'd talk with them, become really good friends, they give you some wine or something, you drink, you go to sleep a little bit, and then one of your fellow travelers would grab you by the legs, another one would grab you by an arm, another the other arm, and the third would take a cord out and strangle you to death. And then they'd strip you of all your wealth and throw you in the river or throw you in a hole or something like that. And then they'd be on their way. This played out a lot over a couple hundred years, probably. This cult killed its estimated about 40,000 a year people. You think in after, the, after 25, 30,000 that people would learn? Well, it's remember, India is a very big place, and they prayed on travelers and people they wouldn't be missed for quite a while and then the bodies would disappear and also india there were it didn't have a very strong unified central government even when it did have a central government and a lot of times it didn't it just had a whole bunch of disjointed kingdoms so they and then you had the fear and intimidation because most people uh, most officials were corrupt you know and uh, so it'd be hard to do. So this and the group, they just kind of disappear, come come back, and mm-hmm. and yeah, they there. I mean, there's not a whole lot of records, but a lot of people believe they the group through the centuries killed about two million people. Was this one group, or was it a whole bunch of different people that took it on? Actually, it was a tribe, the Thungi tribe. There were kind of different parts. They were loosely organized. It's kind of a fraternity. Yeah. Kind of like the Masons? Or... Yeah, like the, yeah, like the Masons. But the Masons didn't go around strangling people, did they? Not that no. we know of. <laughs> they would drop no. rocks on their heads. Okay, <laughs> bad joke. We'll, we'll, we'll have to I cover the, na- the Masons at some totally. point. Though. Yeah, I've got to do that. That's a fun, that's a fun cult. They're generally benevolent. Yeah. Yes, the Masons, not, not the Thuggies. The problem is we really don't know a whole lot about them. We know that the first written evidence of them was 1356. Wow, been around for a while. Yeah, they, they were around for a while until uh, British colonial system. So 1336, some guy arrested a thousand of them and deported them out of his kingdom. So if you figure you've got a thousand thuggy guys, then it's probably been going on for a while. Why would you just deport them? Like, if, if I like had a thousand people that were going around strangling and killing people, I'd be like, we're going to make an example of this. Well, I, I can think of a couple reasons. Number one, and these, these are not really good reasons, but number one, it's India, meaning you don't have a lot of problem with uh, depopulation, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what do you mean by it's, that? It's not incentivized, but probably not. Um, if you kill somebody, it's not going to be... Um, it will be missed. Yeah, not a lot of authorities are going to be chasing you. And so, in other words, a lot of times human human life is a uh, high commodity. But I imagine in India and in certain parts where you've got a huge population center and you're the ruling cl- class, is like, I'm trying to take care of 50,000 people here in this city. What's, you know, a half dozen? 
kind of thing. I, that's a horrible way of looking at it. But I'm just saying that's one way of looking at it. But probably it was the religious aspect mm-hmm. of it. So it, these people were killing uh, other people, but they did it in the name of Kali. So the Hindus, at least, among this group, believed that they descended from the sweat of Kali, the goddess Kali, and they were here to do her bidding. And she demanded, as a bloodthirsty goddess would, she demanded human sacrifice in sufficient quantities. Otherwise, she would lay waste to the region and the world. And so they were kind of doing a service. Nice little service project. Yeah. <laughs> so who is Kali? Okay, so Kali is one of the Indian goddesses, and I, uh, she's a goddess, uh, she's responsible for quite a few things. She's into war and bloodshed, she kills a lot of demons and stuff like that, but she also is uh, considered a mother figure, a fertility goddess, and uh, a female aspect of time. She also had a... A soft side that was not the focus when the, she was portrayed. She was mostly portrayed as a fierce warrior woman. She's mm. she's the she's the one in the, like when you see the paintings. She's got like either four or ten arms, mm-hmm. and she's like swords, and she yeah. is holding a human head, and she's got her foot on someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, that someone's mm-hmm. another god. It's it's a story that yeah. involved in that. In some depictions. She's, she's got like a whole necklace of human heads. Human heads, nice. and she's got her tongue out and stuff like that. So did. Does this cult, let's call it a cult for now, does it have, did it have a clear leader? So they had leaders, but not, I don't think a leader over everyone. Uh, there's, uh, I read one, uh, one leader that the British captured and when he was talking about it, he personally killed over 100 people himself and was involved in like 900 deaths in one form or another. There wasn't any like this is the person we turn to in the beginning, probably. This is more like a homicidal club. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think this is what happens when you are have to be on the down low for a couple hundred years. Is yeah. kind of things disintegrate disintegrate a bit as you spread out. So they didn't really recruit a lot except for okay, so they uh kali had a soft spot also for holy men so Mm. they uh and as a cult they did not like killing certain people they did not like killing the true holy men and they didn't like killing women they didn't like killing children they didn't like killing entertainers you know like dancers and and bards and stuff like that they didn't like killing those kind of people so so if you were a kid that was a holy man and a dancer, you'd be so safe. And a woman, woman, <laughs> man, you would be safe. You'd be safe. But they would kidnap a lot of kids. In other words, they kill oh, their yeah. parents, and then they'd take the kids and they'd indoctrinate them and bring them up in the the true way, yep. with quotes there. So this was going on for quite a while. And as I said, uh, if you read the history of India. India's never been incredibly unified. A couple times, but it's never really lasted. I can see why a cult like this could happen, could exist for this long. It wasn't until the British came in that they actually got a truly unified country, for the most part. Although there were still patches Mm -hmm. that weren't the 
but even the patches that weren't that were like had a king or some Indian prince that ruled, they bowed to British rule. I want to say the company. It's the East Indian Company. Isn't that what they called it? I can't remember. So they first kind of started hearing about things in, in 1807. So that's when they first started coming together. And But it was William Harry Sleeman who pieced it together and said, this is a cult. This is this is an organized band group that's doing these things. And he went after them and he was very meticulous. He got out the maps. He hit every siding, you know, and where these murders were taking place. He triangulated things and figured out which villages were the base of operations for these the thuggies. He went in there he, and he captured and interrogate people. And... Uh, Interesting enough, these thuggies really, they they turned informant quite easily. In one video I read, they talked about how fatalistic they were. You know, basically everything was Kali's will. So I was meant to be captured kind of thing. And so they turn informant, they talk about things, and he was able to piece things together in about 20, 30 years pretty much eradicated the whole cult, interestingly enough. And he did a great job of it. I mean, he really scientifically figured out things and, and got informants and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, Sir William Henry Sleeman. Yeah, what a nice guy. <laughs> so did they have a set of, any other set of beliefs? Uh, besides the colleague? Well, interestingly enough, you think, okay, it's a Hindu cult and really, there were actually quite a few Muslims involved in this cult as well. At least according to Wikipedia, they ascribed that Kali kind of part in the killing, ritual killing, uh, to one of Muhammad's daughters killed someone hmm. ritually, and they they kind of followed her kind of thing. Oh, she's the start of the tradition. Hmm. As far as other basic principles no except that i guess lying and cheating was just fine and dandy they go along and it they might be hindus but they could play it like they were muslims and vice versa they, they could play the part of, of of your friend and traveler until you killed mm -hmm. you know they killed them so as far as the strangulation thing was concerned there's a couple different reasons why they think uh, that that was their MO, is the, the strangulation. That's how they killed people. One is, in certain kingdoms, the law was that, just a second, let me read this. Yeah, for a murder to be sentenced to death, they had to shed blood. If you murdered but didn't shed blood, you could get off with a fine or some years in jail or some other punishment. But if you shed blood, you were, you were going to die. Because of... The, the expense of getting that all cleaned up. I, I yeah. Well, I, it probably has something to do with some Hinduism yeah. beliefs, too. The shedding of blood sure. is is not... Uh, you know, blood is good. very symbolic mm -hmm. anyway, so, in a lot of religions. So, yeah, and so they had these yellow sashes and they whip and strangle you. So, but they, they never... Did it have to be a yellow sash? No, I'm sure they used other stuff too. But that's there. Sometimes it was caramel color. Yeah, a little okay. reddish. Or just like specifically canary. said, they have this yellow yes. sash. That, that is that's their mo. That they had these little yellow sashes and they whip out. And, and but they they could poison you. They did some stabbing and stuff like that. But overall, they liked to strangle and they they were. It was never a one on one thing. It was they ganged up on you. So. 
and mm. they targeted people who were distant so that there would be nobody searching for them for a yeah, while. Yeah, like pilgrims and stuff like that. Just So they were pretty smart with it. As far as other beliefs, I assume they followed the regular Hindu uh, Muslim practices, what they were doing, but they just had a special aside there. It's like a hobby. Yeah, feel free to, to kill and get gain for Kali's sake. They based um, the third uh, Indiana Jones movie, Temple of Doom. No, the second. The yeah, the second one. God, the second. Where they pulled the heart out. Oh, yeah, yeah that's the second yeah. one. Okay, yeah, yeah. The second one. Okay, yeah, so the second one. That's based on, on that um, cult. I, only, I didn't like that one. Yeah, that was one of them. It was too hokey. Everything generally, about it was yeah, just too hokey. It just hokey. wasn't the most... Oh, like, Brian loves it, and this is why, Brian, if you're listening, I don't respect you. <laughs> it's uh, He loves short round. Yeah, he loves the my, movie, which is the worst. My my son Wilder, when he was young, he loved short round. In fact, he said, "Call me short round." He'd run around. Right. Play, yeah, uh huh. Yeah, he loved short round. I I I think it was the worst Indiana Jones movie, and right, it was a little hokey. Almost worse than the last. But the, the last th- in the thuggies, they weren't ripping hearts out; they were strangling. No, but no. It, but it, it showed, like in the movie. Remember that one guy who tried to strangle Indiana Jones mm-hmm. with that cord. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's the tug, thuggy thing. Although he, in real life, he would have had a couple other guys holding him down. So, as I say, we don't have a lot of literature on this, uh, but there are a lot of people coming out that say, well, I'll, I'll put, I'll say extremists that say that the whole thing is kind of an invention of the British, just a reason to go out and kill bandits. Well, it it did show up in Jalad and Dean. His, his account in uh, 1290, which was before the British, that there were organized thug groups. And, and the information uh, was very meticulous that they drew up. I mean, enough information that people would be convicted in a court of law today. Hmm. It's That's a hard to make up all that stuff. And why? The, you know? the British might have used it uh, like a cult would do to create a common enemy. So how long did this... Is it still going on? Did, were they routed out? And so, is it a secret society? The British pretty much took it out by what eighteen thirties or forties or something yeah. like that. And by the time uh, India claimed inter- independence, they there, there was actually a specialized group, an arm of the government that hunted for them. They disbanded that arm. But I I did get one. Uh, for your conspiracy theories, Nathan, mm-hmm. I I did find one site, uh, a really heavy Christian site, that talked about them still being around in an organized crime, but that is the only reference I got, and I don't, I didn't seem reputable. It, yeah, I didn't seem incredibly reputable. It may be the case, but if it's the case, their mo is not strangulation, and they're probably not killing for Kali. Still, they're just. Crime, a crime. Yeah. There, there's so, enough killings so. there that you wouldn't even notice if it's a big, huge, organized. Like, yeah, it might be right. I don't know how things are going right now. If you can buy for $10,000 a death certificate with a body. <laughs> Which has <laughs> happened. You can? Yeah. Yes. Oh, nice. There's a, pod, a podcast I was listening to about this, this crypto millionaire from Canada that went missing in... India. He went on his honeymoon to India, and he uh, he went missing. Well, not missing. He he died over there. Mm-hmm. But they came. They sent back a closed casket and buried it. 
And there was an expert that went on this podcast that was saying, oh yeah, for $1,400, $1,200, you can buy a gift certificate. And for under $10,000, a death certificate. A gift certificate. You can buy a total gift certificate. No, give give for, this out to your friends <laughs> on their birthday. You can get a gift certificate for a death certificate. No, um, but the death certificate, and then if you wanted a human body to go along with it, probably mm -hmm. under $10,000, you could get one. He had seen that happen. I mean, he said, yeah, India is a place that it just happens sometimes. And now we discuss what this week's cult did right and where they went wrong. Let's talk about the good here. Let's let's talk about drinks, cola beverages. <laughs> you know who our sponsor is today? <laughs> is it another Mountain Dew sponsor? It's sippable beverages. Listen, <laughs> when you're feeling the need for a cold, crisp, lemon-lime, somewhat lemon lime caffeinated experience and your blood sugar is low reach for a can of mountain dew lime wi live wire that was a horrible one that was but you know i've already talked about how delicious they were the last couple of podcasts so i i think we've gotten we've given them too much love oh do we need to say should, something should else we then? give this other one uh, nathan give them no. give this some one love. some love if, if you're, you're a diabetic if you are a type 2 diabetic and want an unsweetened lemon-ish drink, and don't care for something that has a great flavor. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst flavored one, actually. We you um, open up opening up a spindrift spindrift lemon flavor sparkling water. You can get at your local Costco, Costco, for a and time. Um, and find yourself mildly refreshed. <laughs> <laughs> That's beautiful. Um, just so you know, it has real fruit in it, yeah. and it tastes good according to them. Yeah, carbonated water, lemon juice, and sorrow. I I, I kind of like it. I mean, it, it's it's like lemonade with no nothing sweet at all. Yeah, it's I, like lemonade without the joy. Like I said, yeah. the lemon the lemon one is not the best. If there's another one in there, you guys should try yeah. the other one. The other ones are are set fabulous, I think. They're really pretty good. So, we're back to the good, the bad, and the culty. Uh the good in this I I, to tell you the truth, I haven't been thinking about the good in this cult. <laughs> they, they didn't murder oh, they religious did. leaders yes. or children or women. Very women, much. entertainers. Yeah. You know, it's they respected yeah. entertainment. So, Just which so is you good. guys know, we're entertainers. Yes. <laughs> this is if what you we are to doing. be a thuggy. If you were a <laughs> yeah. thuggy, you uh, are not allowed to murder us. In fact, you yeah, may be, be obligated to protect us. Um, I think that, and if you feel like you must murder one of us, Nathan is the least entertaining. What? So that take him true. out first. I I like that they wore yellow sashes. Sa <laughs> you can tell who was a buggy and who wasn't. And yeah, you know, they, they, you know that white. might have been like a common thing among everyone. So yeah, they just I would just say if some thing. if you're traveling someplace and someone with a yellow sash offers you a beverage, mm -hmm. maybe don't drink that beverage. Hopefully that cold is gone. But yes, yellow sashes. 
Um, it's good for a distinguishing trait. I think there. Uh, they didn't spill blood. Yeah, they didn't spill. That's good. That's a good because they didn't. Was yeah, cleanup was easy. Yeah, uh, a little better. And, and there was a river. Nearby. And killing was like a communal experience. You know, it yeah. was everyone did their part. How how else can you bring your family together? You know, exactly. Family, family that kills together. Steals together? Steals together, which is also bad. Both bad things. Yes, yes. All right. Okay, so... Let's get on to the the nitty-gritty. The bad? The bad? bad. Well, it's a a murder cult. I can't think of anything bad here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a murder cult. (laughs) Other than that... I think that they could have been more organized, and they probably could have had some better rules. It (laughs) It seemed to me like they were mostly doing it just so they could get money, they could get money easy, and they could blame it on something else. And then yeah. they just made it okay. They didn't have a real great reason for it. Well, what, what do you mean? They were stopping the end of the earth by offering, uh, you know, sacrificing oh, to Kali. Right? So, yeah, exactly, oh, okay. because they single-handedly were stopping Kali from coming down and wiping out humanity in, in anger because of all the sacrifices can we, they were Can doing. we say that name differently? It's not Callie. It's, it's Kali. 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 Like, yeah. I think not my wife. My wife has not come down yeah. to think, murder us. Callie! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> her, her we just had a cult. <laughs> her worshippers <laughs> called her Kalima. 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 Okay. Mother, Kalima. Mother Kali. Yeah, Mother Kali. Uh, it, let's see. Oh, well, you know, one of the good things is she was blue. Kind of like blue people. Yeah. Well, so it's like Krishna. Yeah, Krishna blue too. Sure. Yeah. Okay. They they were too fatalistic. We don't care. They about were you. like, oh, I got caught. Oh shoot! It was the will of Kali. Yeah. <laughs> I you know it's, it was my time. It was my time. I you know building a cult, and now we take from what we learned this week and build our own cult, one belief at a time. Sashes. <laughs> I, I think that the sashes is a good. I think that the um, the worst cult would probably all wear yellow sashes. I think I he might would be right. too. And I think that, that if you go to Garrison Ford, the worst cult dot com, it's Garrison at the worst cult dot com. That's his email. Oh, that's his email. Okay, yeah. if you go to the worst cult dot com, you will find. A yellow sash for a purchase. <laughs> that is not true. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Uh, that we may be able to make that happen one day. Yeah, Garrison might. I bet you could go on Etsy and find a yellow sash, but I would not do that because that's something that the, that the worst cult would do. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. Like that. yeah. They would meet up with travelers and befriend them and and say nice things to them. So they did. Good up until the point where they strangled them. Yeah. So we could do the first part. We just take out the strangulation part. Yeah. Yeah. And be good, be helpful and friendly to travelers. There we go. So the only difference between the devil and an angel is that the devil murders you in the end. (laughs) That's the only thing. That's the only thing. I'm sure that's it. Yeah. 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 So be kind. Be kind to travelers. Let's, All right, that's a good. One. I but think they saved good. the world. Yeah, so that was their. That was one of their purposes was saving the world from, from the uh, anger of Kali. Could we create some kind of festival or some kind of celebration or do something to save the world from from Kali, Kalima? 
So we have the we have to murder some people because that's no, what no, she no. requires. No, no, no. I mean, like something nice. A human Make sacrifice. It a better place. I think this is all going downhill, Thor, and it's all your fault. I I'm sorry. I shouldn't say that. So, no, no, it's not the song. <laughs> it's it's the cult. The cult. Uh, I, you we guys, need something, I'm sorry. We need something no, we can take from cult. it. I, I I really think that it would be be kind to travelers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, well, we could make that a <clears throat> commandment. Yes, I think Ooh, that should be a commandment. Yeah. That's one of our mandates is one should be kind to travelers. And if you by chance are driving by our house. (laughs) (laughs) We're not giving out addresses here, are we? (laughs) No, I'm not giving out addresses. I'm trying to think of a way to say this so that I can get out of it. Um... Oh, oh, Gunnar's going to make another ridiculous promise, guys. (laughs) Please do not listen to him. Yeah, I'm not making anything. (laughs) If you wave when you're going, when you're traveling past Pleasant Grove, we will be waving back. How about this? How about this? If you see one of us, all you have to say is, the nice cult sent me and we'll embrace you with a a, a hand of fellowship. Yeah. Embrace you with one hand? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The other hand is going to be holding a knife. And also, if you go to Macy's and you're going through the checkout line, say, the nice cult sent me. <laughs> and, and then you can have a free treat. A free... <laughs> and if it's the right person there, they'll give you a treat. If it's not the right person, they won't understand what you're saying. Okay. You, I think it's good if you reach for it, you take the treat and say, the nice cult sent me. <laughs> And you already have it in your hand. They you probably it won't make ma- you put it back. <laughs> they just put it in your mouth right after that. <laughs> but it has to be one that they offer in the little grab bag. You can't just take a Snickers from the <laughs> counter and you, say the nice one. You could say thing. that if you're at Costco and you get by one of those free sample stands, you could You could take nice- two samples yeah. If the ni- if you there say you the go. nice call, oh the nice call sent me and take two samples at Costco. <laughs> yeah, they probably won't get mad at you. Right, they'll they'll probably even think that was uh, the the right thing to do, but uh, not really understand why. I'm going to test this. Okay, this okay. weekend <laughs> and report back. Is, Co- is Costco doing samples anymore? They yeah, they're yeah, so doing it again. Oh, I need to go again then. I used to be able to go around twice and be full. <laughs> If you guys didn't know this about Thor, he's a, I'm a cheap bastard. He's, he's a pretty cheap bastard. <laughs> when you want to make a confession to the nice cult of things that you can't tell anyone else. <laughs> um, you can send you can send them to bishop at the nice cult.com. and you've and you contacted Jerry Springer and they don't want you <laughs> and uh, we'll be reading it aloud so that everyone can chime in and we'll forgive you, you. Yeah, we'll keep you anonymous. Yeah. But this is a good way to for people to just get it off their chests. Yeah, so exactly. We'll keep this anonymous. Okay, this is Jim from... No, I'm just kidding. No, no. This is this lady. <laughs> um, we're con- we're going to call uh, this lady San Francisco. Okay. 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 Yeah. The place that works. Hi, guys. I love your show. What is your favorite food? Does the Nice Coat have any diet restrictions? 
I love ramen and Cobb salad minus the blue cheese. Hmm. Okay. All right. Now we're getting to the confession. Okay. (laughs) All right. Thank you. Uh, We'll answer those questions in a moment. My confession. When I was a kid, I hated my father so badly. I created uh, a mapped plan to kill my father, just Hmm. like the one from the Home Alone movie with Macaulay Culkin. I didn't put the plan into action. Okay. Just part of the plan. (laughs) Okay. He didn't get hurt from the plan. He lived to age 75 with natural causes. Am I going to hell? Oh, does the nice cult believe in heaven and hell? Sent from my iPhone. Oh, that's uh-huh. that part. <laughs> uh, sent from the iPhone. Okay. Wow, there was a lot of questions there in here on that one. First off, those were good questions. What's your favorite foods? I'm just going to say curry. curry. I'm not going to give you curry anything. Curry is like the, the cult. Favorite, I yeah. think. Uh, chocolate pecan pie. That would be one of my favorites. That I, I, that's not a food. That's a dessert. Yeah. <laughs> dessert? <laughs> There's a difference. D- desserts are not food. Uh, does the nice cult have any diet restrictions? Uh, Diets? I don't um, think there are any. There, there's a seafood diet that we adhere to. Mm, we see the food we eat. <laughs> Oh, okay. Well, maybe not. <laughs> as far as heaven or hell is concerned... Wait, wait, wait. I, We're oh, not done with that. Okay. I love ramen and Cobb salad minus the blue cheese. Okay. That's fine. I, I, I like blue cheese. I do too. I, yeah. I love ramen and Cobb salad is great. Ramen is hit or miss when you're going out to eat, though. Yeah. More often mm-hmm. it's miss, but it has been... I've, I've had one ramen that was the best soup I've ever had. Yeah. I had some good ramen. I have... I, I've, I'm attempting to make good ramen, and I have in my freezer a, a bag of chicken feet. Mm, good. Uh, because the collagen, you know. when you boil them, the collagen oh, yeah, makes yeah. the makes the really good soup. Yeah, I, I figured that. But so, uh, ramen is one of those soups where you have to boil it, get the broth, broth going for about, what, 36 hours or something yeah, like that. Something yeah, something like that. So that's one of those things. One, one day I'm going to go for attempt it, huh? it again. She asks if we believe in hell. Well, first of all, let's talk about that. We believe in a nice place, right? So there's heaven. Kind of a heaven. heaven. We also Mm -hmm. do believe in a a bad place, right? A worse place. A worse place. The worst place, but it's only slightly worse. (laughs) I think... (laughs) Just kind of full of douchebags. (laughs) This this is what we're going to commit to. Mm -hmm. Everything that you can buy from us on our site um, can help you get to the nice place. Now... (laughs) The you can nice. be absolved of your sins yes. by buying our merchandise. If you if you buy a blanket, you can be absolved um, for a thought about murder. If you <laughs> not a real one, not a real yeah. one. Just if you murder in your heart, yeah. you can make up with a blanket, with a, blanket. a fleecy yeah. blanket. Yeah, we do agree that uh, penance for actively thinking about the death of a fellow being is mm. purchasing one fleecy blanket. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, have any of you thought about killing someone and, and have done anything about it? Killing? Hmm. No. In in fiction, I have. I've thought. Is, is this a way to get out of telling the telling the real truth about something? No, no. So another friend like, of mine. <laughs> I'm. I like if I'm reading a book and we'll call these guys poor. are doing you know horrible things and so on and so forth. It's like, oh, this guy needs to die. Hmm. You know. So when I was 12 years old, I plotted against my stepmom. Uh-huh. 
and hmm. my plan was to because she'd came come downstairs bef- like before dinner to get some stuff from in the freezer, and I put soap on the stairs so she'd slip down. Hmm. Did didn't happen. You should have used a banana peel. The banana peel would have been better. <laughs> Don't do that, by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. Have you ever had a disaster scenario daydreams? Like one time I was uh, on the train. I had. My son next to me. And this is thinking, your daydream, right? Yeah. Okay. And and this guy that this was across the guy I know <laughs> that was that was across the aisle. I, I just imagined what would happen if he got up and pulled a knife and then tried to attack my son. And then what I would do is I you know I I, I went through this whole scenario in my mind. Okay, so if he did this, then I would like curl here and then whip around and grab his hand with his knife. And, and stab him in back or something like that. So does that count as... as well, if you've murdered in your heart, then you have murdered... I, 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 mur- so, I murdered him like 20 different ways. <laughs> but, but he wasn't murdering in his heart. It was he, was, he was doing other things. So, yeah. Okay. It was you a, should probably buy a blanket. It me. was a yeah. uh, Buy a blanket. We need to come up with some, like, chants that people need to do. If you've thought about uh, sin, we can't really absolve actual sins, but we can, if you've thought about sinning. Yeah. I can, can absolve whatever I damn well believe oh, yeah. now. <laughs> we I have Bishop. bishop. <laughs> uh, if you sing James Taylor's song. <laughs> any one of them that'll absolve you of any, any there you thoughts. go so uh san fran that's who was that who i named it san yeah. fran san fran you're not going to hell but you do need to buy a blanket we hope you had fun with us as we explored this week's cult join our adventure next week as we continue to build our cult one belief at a time until then if you're going to join a cult Join the nice cold. When I've been sick before, I just start eating raw cloves of garlic. And, you know, for a while you can use gum. For about two days you can use gum to hide that. But by the time the third day hits, if you just keep on ingesting it, it starts oozing. The smell starts oozing from your pores and everyone's like, what's going on, Thor? (laughs) Is that when you know you've had enough to be effective? Yeah, and then I'm like, I'm so sorry, guys. And I have to tell them the story. And I got a lot of laughs from that one. And I had to stay in a corner. But anyway, (laughs) uh, I did recover (laughs) relatively quickly. So I didn't have to go to the hospital. It's one thing that I can do. Being married. You had to go to the hospital. No, I didn't have to. Oh, you did You know, I've been sick a couple times. and just... I had I had a cold sore. <clears throat> and I heard that garlic has antibacterial but also antiviral properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a cold sore I um and it would come it would show up twice a year mm-hmm. or so. Yeah. And I just put a raw when I, I was when I it kinda came out, I took a clove of garlic, cut, cut it, it in half. half and I put it on there and I just watched like a forty five minute show mm-hmm. and took it off and I had a blister. 
underneath it. And so I just, someone had told me this is how to do it. So I just peeled the blister off and I put garlic <laughs> on it again. Oh my heck. Uh-huh. And I just wow, watched okay. watched more TV to like watch the uh, show. Did it work? And I, I used to get it twice a year and now maybe every three or four years I'll get a... Your 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 mind is telling you. Maybe it's my your brain. mind is like if if that happens again, I have to go through that. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder if it kind of drove it back inside, or maybe what? it's just all in my mind, or maybe maybe it worked. Uh, maybe it worked. Maybe it's a coincidence, and I, I wasn't know. going to get cold sores there anymore. But I, I used to get canker sores all the time, and my siblings would tell me uh, put baking soda on it, and I did, and it hurt. I, I it hurts a lot. It's not a good thing to do. Uh, I learned later you were supposed to put alum on it. Oh, not mm-hmm. baking soda. It's know. baking soda is the most painful thing you could put on it. It bubbles a little bit, but if you put if you put alum on it, then all it does is bubble. And then it, after about a minute of leaving leaving alum in your mouth, um, you just spit it out, and you don't you don't really feel it after that. I mean, for a while. For a couple mm-hmm. of hours, I used to have freckles in junior high, and I was like, somehow I heard lemons, cut lemons and put them on your face, and it will get rid of the freckles. Mm-hmm. So I did that. Only I did it for so long that it, my my cheeks like got scabs, and it was like just like you had burn limb burns. I had burnt. Mm, yeah, I had yeah. burnt all the way through. Like it was seriously. And so when I went to school the next day. I had these huge scabs on both my cheeks. <laughs> it was yeah. I got rid of the freckles. Completely I also got rid of my yeah. face too. I don't know if it if it actually does work, but well, you don't have freckles. Oh man, no wonder I was so ridiculed and. Junior and junior high. Junior high was the worst. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was the worst. It was the worst. Stupid things like that. But the, yeah. o- the only good thing about junior high was that I saw that poster about the hippos. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was part of the 7-Up Club. The Heads I, Up 7-Up? Yeah. No. no, we did the 7-Up Club. as for special learners. Mm-hmm. I don't know that. No, it was special ed. I, I thought I thought I was a member of the Seven Up Club, and they said everyone who's in the Seven Up Club, come on over here. I was like, okay, and so I went over there, and they started talking, and I was like, what's going on here? And then I finally figured out, I don't think I belong. <laughs> what is, what Although, is the Seven Up Club? <laughs> it was like people who were having a hard time in some classes. Yeah, I was. I, I should have been. I, I should have been in there too. Yeah, but I I figured out that. That I didn't know what they were talking about, so I left. <laughs>